Welcome to session 184 of the Scanner School Podcast. Today we're talking about budget-friendly P25 scanners. And this is a question I see a lot, not only on the radio reference forums, but also in plenty of Facebook groups that are out there. And it's like, hey, I need a P25 scanner. I only have $100 to spend, or I only have $200 to spend. What can I buy? And usually the answer to that one is, nothing or you're not going to be able to find what you're looking for. But listen, I've got some options for you today so that you can get into P25 or maybe get a second P25 radio on a budget. Now, we do have some things we need to be aware of when we're talking about budgets. And we're going to talk about all that on today's podcast. Don't forget, all notes from today's podcast we found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 184. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses. Our free SDR course, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio, will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems, and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Arthur Heron, Bill K, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Evan Barkak, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jay Haycock, Jack Berry, James Bronson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, John Keel, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lynn Smith, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Robert, Robert Kanzler, Robert Kanzler again, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcan. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. 
Welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LE. So today we are talking about budget-friendly P25 scanners. So everybody has a different budget. And what I decided to do was basically take the high-end scanners that are out there and divide by two and say that my budget was $300. Now, I understand that some people may have a budget of $150 to $200. Don't worry. $300 is the top end of my budget here. So this is where I'm going to stay at. We're not going to cross the $300 mark. Now, what are the trade-offs here? Well, the trade-offs here are we might be looking at scanners that are about 15 years old or a little bit more. So they're going to be older scanners. So about the 15-year mark or so, yes, some will be newer, but we are going back more than a decade on P25 scanners. What does this mean? Well, this means we're going to have very early radios with some older decoding algorithms in there, and they may not be as feature-rich as scanners are today. And the pricing that I went through basically was I looked at eBay and I went through the sale or sold items in completed listings and just looked at what some of the sold listings went through. We're going to break this podcast episode into two halves. We're going to talk about Udidin, and then we're going to talk about the Whistler GRE Radio Shack scanners. It's figured it'd be a good break just to break them apart that way. This way, we're given equal opportunity to both camps that are out there. And again, when you're looking at the GRE, Whistler, and the uh, Radio Shack line, you've got three different radios to pick from. They're all pretty much the same. So that's going to be a quick part of the of the uh, the podcast. So. Let's take a look at this too. What else are we going to expect if we have a scanner that is in the sub $300 level? Well, they're only going to do P25 phase one if they can even trunk track P25. So that's another asterisk we have to worry about there as well. Can we even use this to trunk track P25? Remember, I said these are P25 scanners. Didn't say it would be P25 trunk tracking scanners. So they will not do phase two or TDMA. It's going to be strictly FDMA scanners only. And they're not going to be that great in simulcast. Okay. Because it's not a newer scanner. We're not getting into an SDS 100 or 200 for less than 300 bucks. We're not going to get into a unication device for less than $300. Uh, we're also not going to get into, say, a Whistler TRX-1 or a TRX-2 for less than $300, all right? We've got to set our expectations somewhere. You might, on a really, really, really good day, find a Uniden 436HP for mid-threes, but you're not going to find anything in a $300 level. So let's do this. Let's look at some of the Whistler GRE Radio Shack scanners first because these are unique, and we're going to look through a couple of these, and we're going to group them all together. That's really the best way we can we can put these through. So let's talk about something that's a standalone, something that didn't have any other naming convention or that was sold under two names, right? Because we all kind of realize that Radio Shack is sold not only on Radio Shack's branding, but also the parent branding, such as... Uh, GRE or Whistler or even Uniden if Uniden had sold that model as well. 
The first one we're going to look at here, and again, we'll look at these in pairs, is the Pro 96 handheld and the Pro 2096 desktop version of that scanner. And let me just come out here and say, I dislike these scanners with a passion. That's what we're starting here. Let me just get it off my chest. Look, if you own these radios and you enjoy one, then that's great. You know, keep enjoying the radio. Me personally, I never really fell in love with these radios. I own a 2096. I jumped on one when Radio Shack decided to close out these radios. And that was a great thing about Radio Shack too. Let's just go off here on a little a little tangent here. When Radio Shack would come when the, when, a, when the scanner would come to end of life, right? Radio Shack would give these things away. They were a fraction of what they would cost brand new. That was also part of the problem though with Radio Shack was they would sell you somebody's return for full price. So you had to watch what you got over there. Not to knock Radio Shack. I miss Radio Shack. They were great places to get scanners when they would do some uh, Black Fridays uh, type of deal. I, I bought plenty of scanners from Radio Shack back in the day. But the 2096 to Pro 96, let me just tell you, if there was one scanner that I would love to see crushed, would be those two scanners. So why do I love to hate these radios? The Pro 2096 to me never really seemed to have that long of a lifespan. I have seen plenty of these radios where they just fail with the receiver. So they'll, they'll go deaf on you. And again, that was a common problem too with not only the Pro, uh, the Pro 96, but a lot of other scanners as well. The Pro 6, uh, was it the 163 had the same problem too. I'd see them after a while. They work great on VHF and UHF, but the 800 band would just disappear on you. So the Pro 2096 and the Pro 96 never had a 700 band in there. So if you're trying to find anything that might be interoperability, something in the 700, you're not going to get through there in the 2096 or the uh, the Pro 96. They had a very small memory set up in there too. They were basically 500 channels hard-coded into 10 banks. It's 50 channels per bank, right? We're going back quite a bit, you know, going back to the turn of the millennium here, right? The early 2000s. So this is what we had back in the day, right? But again, this was one of the very early, very first P25 scanners that were out there. So they had a market, right? They were really good at getting this radio out early. A lot of people jumped on them, me included. My 2096 had two bad displays on it. And again, I was never able to get it fixed the second time because Rio Shack eventually just closed up all the shops around here. And it was a real panic to get it fixed the first time, to be honest with you. It sat in repair for a lot longer than it should have for what the problem was. So again, these were 500 channels in 10 banks. They have V folders or virtual scanners, which is very common for the Whistler slash GRE product line. In fact, we did talk about V scanners on a much earlier podcast episode. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. So you get a kind of understanding how V scanners work. So with the 11 V scanners in this scan, you basically have about 5,500 memory channels, which is something you could never get on a Uniden product line at that time either. But again, you'd have to understand how the V-scanners worked and how to set them up, and you'd have to have a need for them as well. Again, we covered that all on a previous podcast episode. So what did I use my Pro 2096 for? Well, again, I used it to listen to my local my local trunk system here, but really it found a home listening to the Coast Guard because when my screen failed, 
I couldn't really know what I was listening to. So I just hooked it up to a programming software, threw in a couple of the local Coast Guard channels and just let it run in the background, to be honest with you. It worked well for me for that, but it has been sitting in a drawer or a cabinet for a long, 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 long time. The neat thing, though, about these 2096s and Pro 96s was it gave birth to a piece of software called the Pro 96Com. And the Pro 96Com software basically took the data out on uh, the PCIF port on these two radios, and it will allow you to basically see what's going on a trunk system, only on a P25 trunk system. So again, this Pro 96Com software paired up with a Pro 96 or 26 these kind of worked hand in hand, right? The, the software, I think, helped people want to get these scanners. Having these scanners help people want to get into these uh, pieces of software and to learn more about how trunking worked. So it really did have a place. But as far as hardware goes, I just didn't like these scanners. If you are inclined to buy one of these, you can find them on eBay. They're selling for about low to mid $100, okay? So there is a price point on these. If you're looking for a knockaround radio, something to try out local systems, whatever, again, these are going to be FDMA or Phase 1 type of systems only. They're not going to do TDMA or Phase 2. Nothing we're talking about is going to do Phase 2, okay? So again, if you have very, very, very low budget, this would be your way to get into it. Another little bit of side note, too, is the Pro 96 had three flavors. It had an A flavor, a B flavor, and one that did not have a designation on it. I wasn't able really to find anything out about the A's and B's in my research, but I know that they had three different flavors of that scanner available as well. All right, the next scanners we're going to take a look at are the, the Radio Shack, the GRE, and the Whistlers. Now, these four, yes, four radios are all the same. You've got the Radio Shack Pro 106. You've got the PSR 500 made by GRE. You've got the Radio Shack Pro 651. And then the Whistler WS1040. Now, again, the Pro 651 came out when Whistler took over or acquired all of these scanners from GRE. So Radio Shack had to rebrand the Pro 106 into a Pro 651. So... When you look back in the day, the 106 was identical pretty much to the 500, and then the 651 is identical pretty much to the 1040. These are available online on eBay for about the low $200 range. So I would strongly recommend, if you can get to about the $200 mark, to go into the Whistler 1040 out of these four radios. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Whistler is the company that's still in business. If you've got a Pro 106 or a PSR 500, right, don't forget those radios are gone. They're not in development anymore because GRE is gone. The Pro 651, again, that one holds Radio Shack firmware in there. And then the WS1040 is the only scanner that is available by an active company under their own brand name. So if you're looking for one of them, the 1040 is the way to go. Again, mid to low 200s. I have a Pro 106. I like that radio. It's a bit clunky, but it's got some great audio on it. It feels like a brick in your hand. It's got the old school GRE or the old school Radio Shack feel to it. it got good solid button presses on there. I do like that radio. I haven't really used it all that much, but again, it's one of those radios that I did have hooked up to Pro 96Com for quite a long time and also had that one hooked up to Unitrunker because, again, this radio also has a PCIF output on it so you can flow some data out 
of the scanner into some software. However, you can't control these from software, which is kind of the uh, the, the problem with some of these. Now, this, the nice thing about these radios, too, is they use object-oriented scanning. Again, we've talked about that on a previous podcast episode. We'll link to that in the session notes as well. So what this basically means, though, is you can have a scan list with maybe two channels on it and one with 200 channels on it, right? You're not hard-coded with has how many... 50 channels and 10 banks, like in the Pro 96, Pro 2096, right? These are whatever you want to do with them. So you can have 20 defined lists, plus a Skywarn list, and plus a favorites list. So basically, you've got 22, I'm going to say air quotes here, banks that you can pick from when you are setting up your scanner. And again, you can have a mix of talk groups, trunking talk groups, as well as conventional in these as well. It's a huge upgrade to the 2096 and the in the two, uh, the 96 model as well. Like these radios, if you're going to buy them on eBay, again, your price point on these is going to be mid to low $200. Again, US dollars on all these prices here as well. When you get one of these radios, make sure it comes with both battery adapters. It's always nice to have them both. The black one will accept alkaline batteries, and that will not charge the batteries when it's in a scanner. The yellow charging or the yellow uh, battery holder that one has the extra tab on it which would allow the scanner to charge the batteries so if you have NICAD batteries that is the the holder you'd want to use for that again these radios do not come with the program cable except for the PSR 500 and WS 1040 so I believe the WS 1040 comes with that as well but again make sure you're grabbing that if you're going to grab it as a kit if you can't grab them Expect to add another 20 to $30 onto it, but it certainly does make things easier to have that programming cable. And again, software, again, is going to set you back another $30 or so. But again, low to mid $200. This definitely falls under our $300 budget. It's a really great scanner, nice audio, great feel in the hands, BNC connectors on it, and um, they're still in production, right? The WS1040 is still a current radio. So unlike the 2096 and the Pro 96 that were discontinued nearly... 12 years ago, the WS1040 is still a current model. Now, in a new scanner here, the nice thing too about the Whistler WS1040 is not only is it current, but it still sits brand new for under $300. Now, we'll put an affiliate link down in the session notes as well where you can actually buy this scanner and help scanner school. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking at Scanner Master's website. They are out of stock on these scanners. They are $289.95, but we'll put a link down anyway. So when they are back in stock, you can use our link to help us out as well. Now on the mobile side or the desktop version of this, we have a Whistler 1065. Again, this is a great radio. I own one of these radios as well. Again, currently out of stock like a lot of other scanners that are out there due to supply and demand, basically. But the Whistler 1065 is also available brand new on Scanner Master's website for $289.95. Again, well below our $300 limit by just about $11 or so. But it's, it's still a good deal. It's a nice scanner. Love my 1065. It's got great audio, really loud, bassy audio on it. The screen, the information you get out of the screen leaves a little bit of, um, I don't know. I wish it was more information on the screen. I don't like how compressed it is. But other than that, this is a really solid build scanner. Really do like the scanner. And the only unfortunate thing about it, though, is it's a phase one radio. Other than that, it's, it's a great phase one scanner. It works really well on systems that you just don't need phase two on. And again, it's available on the new market for under $300. Used market, you're going to look at 
uh, for the WS1065, you can look back at the high 100s to the mid 200s. So if you really had a budget, you can really get these on eBay for about $100 less than you can over on Scanner Master. But again, if you like new, you're still going to be able to find one at a good price. Now, the WS1065 is pretty much the same as the PSR600 by GRE. Also, the Radio Shack Pro 197 and the Radio Shack Pro 652. Again, all these radios all go for about the same price on eBay, with the exception of the Pro lines. They go for about mid-100s to mid-200s on, on those radios as well. So don't know if it's just because the Radio Shack name is attached to it. But these are all great radios. Again, they are a nice upgrade to the Pro 96 and the Pro 26. This is where I would spend my money. And it's nice to know that you can get a brand new budget-friendly P25 scanner for under $300. Again, this is what we're talking about here. Again, I'm repeating myself because I want you to understand they are not phase two. They are phase one. So make sure whatever it is you want to listen to in Radio Reference Database has a D next to the total group and not a T. D for digital, not T for TDMA. If it says T, you will not be able to listen to it with these scanners. These are awesome radios. I love my GR, uh, my Radio Shack Pro 106. I love my Whistler WS1065. I really wish I had a GRE flavor just to add to the stack. But again, at these price points, they're affordable. All right, on the other side of the break, let's take a look at some Uniden scanner radios. And again, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 or $5 level gets to skip this break because they have their own private feed that skips these commercials. So for everybody else, we'll see you on the other side of the break. And for my Patreon $3 and $5 members, just listen to the Morse code and we'll be right back in like two seconds. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in a market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and 
a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 Phase 1 and Phase 2 in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR Type 1 and Type 2. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. All right, so let's look at some Uniden scanners here. And again, I'm going to repeat it again. Phase one, FDMA, right? Don't expect to listen to anything that's TDMA on these scanners. That's why we're under a budget. Anything over $300, right, is going to be something that is going to include TDMA. But we're looking even more than that. So, again, $300 is the price point I'd pick for my budget here. Let's start really old. Let's go and scrape the barrel, so to speak, here. Let's look at the Uniden BC250D and the 785D. Now, these were the original P25 scanners that came out from Uniden. When I bought my BC75D, uh, I think I spent nearly $300 just for the radio. And then you had to buy the auxiliary P25 card for that scanner, which cost you nearly as much as the scanner did. Make sure... If you're looking for a BC250D or a BC785D, that they include the card. If they don't include the card, you're going to need to expect to pay another about $200 to $150 for that chip, okay? Depending on what you can find on eBay. I found them for a steal. I found mine it was, was less than 100 bucks, but I just happened to catch it. I grabbed it as soon as I could, and I have a couple of them sitting here just in case I decide to pick up some extra scanners. Look, expect to pay about $125 to $250 for the BC250D and the 75D. All right. Now, here's the trick, though, with these scanners. They don't work on P25 trunking. Okay? This is why they're very affordable and why they're at the bottom of the barrel here. They'll be fine for P25 conventional. Right? So, if you have a department that is conventional and they have P25, this, this will work fine. And, again, there's a couple of police departments that's in the county north of me. 
And that's exactly what they do. They have P25 conventional. These radios will work fine. They're a great affordable way for you to be able to monitor those types of departments instead of spending $400 on a scanner. Just listen to one department. What else can we expect out of this radio? Well, it doesn't do rebanding. But if you have a Type 2 system that is not rebanded and does have some digital talk groups on it, this scanner will allow you to listen to those digital talk groups. Let's talk about an upgrade to these radios. Again, I had a BC250D. I sold it. I don't know. To me, it's just a really clunky radio. I never really liked the interface on it. What can I say about the 75D? This, this radio and the interface, it's just one of those radios. It, it kind of copies the 780XLT. It graduated into the 785D, which then gave way to the 796D. So if you were comfortable with those radios, you fell in love with them like I did, you own them, and I still own them, and I still use them. The upgrade to the 250D is the 296D. Now, expect, again, to spend about 250 give or take, on one of these scanners. These will do P25 trunking, okay? And I am using one to monitor my UHF P25 trunk system that is local to me. Again, these are not DMA scanners, right? The, the 796D, the 296D, the 250D, and the 785D, these are the old-style scanners. So if DMA-style scanners is something that really confuses you and you wish you could go back to the days of where it was 100 channels and 10 banks, these are the scanners that are for you. Again, we're, we're dating ourselves here, right? We're going back about 15-plus years now. And these scanners don't cover the 700 megahertz band either. So if you need a scanner that's going to do that, you're out of luck when it comes to these scanners. The nice upgrade, though, to the 796D was they do support rebanding. So if you do have a, P, um, a, a Type 2 system with some digital talk groups on it, the scanner would be fine for you as well. Again, these are one of those scanners that you fall in love with because it has that old interface and... For somebody like me that likes these old radios at this point, grab them. Grab them while you can. You know, again, anywhere from $150 to $250, you may find them online. Okay, what about an upgrade to these? Well, we're going to start now looking at some of the DMA-style scanners. This is where we start getting into radios that had, again, Uniden's dynamic memory allocation, which means, again, like the object-oriented scanner that's on the Whistler and GRE side, you can add two frequencies to talk groups to a scan list, or you can add 200, right? It doesn't really matter. These radios came out about 2006-ish, right? We'll look at the BCD-396T and the BCD-996T. These add 700 megahertz. Uh, you got 6,000 memory locations. You had 100 system keys, which, again, can be mapped out to mimic what banks were back in the day. And, again, you have nine groups per system or sub-banks per system. Again, huge upgrade. It supports DMA. Location-based scanning with GPS. These are great scanners as well. Expect to find these about the mid to upper 200. So again, these still fall within budget. And if you had to pick, these are nice scanners to go with. But let's look at the BCD996XT and then the uh, 396XT. Again, you're going to spend about the same amount of money on the XT versions as you will on the T versions. So if it was up to me and I was going to say, what are you going to spend your money on? 396 XT or 996 XT. These are not current models by Uniden. All right. So again, if you want to buy a current model, look at the Whistler. But compared to the radios we just spoke on the Uniden side of this podcast, these are the ones you'd look at going for. 
Why are we looking at the XT versus the T? Well, because there's plenty of upgrades on the XT that make it worthwhile, especially if you're going to be spending the same amount of money on the scanner. Now, this is a list from the Radio Reference Wiki on the 996 XT. There's a section here that says improvements over BCD 96T. Listen, this is why it's worth it. You have adjustable band defaults, adjustable priorities. You've got a band scope, a channel alert, control channel data output. So if you want to do Unitrunker or Pro 96 Com, you can do that through here. You can see the unit IDs of the radios that are transmitting on P25 systems. If you have EDAX extended key, these will work out well for you as well. Fire tone out search. IF exchange is on this radio as well. You've got NAC decoding. You have a number tag system that is now built into this that allows you to hunt, uh, directly go to a talk group or frequency like the old school scanners. Remember, you can hit manual one, manual go to channel one. You can do those on these XT models as well. You've got some priority ID scans as well, start configurations, and temporary system site group and channel lockouts as well. Again, we'll put links to all these in the eBay auctions in the session notes as well, and this will help you uh, help Scanner School if you decide to buy any of these scanners used on the eBay market. We will get basically an affiliate or a, ref a referral from eBay. Finally, in the Uniden world, we have the Home Patrol 1. Now, Home Patrol 1 is pretty cool, but the pricing is all over for these scanners. Again, these are first-generation Home Patrols, and you're looking at from about the mid-100s to the mid-300s on these scanners. So watch these. Get a good deal on them. Don't pay too much. The upper pricing is going to give you radios usually that have the Home Patrol Extreme upgrade, which allows you for system analysis and trunking discovery, serial port output. One of the things to watch out for the Home Patrol one is with the scan list on here, you can only do one scan list at a time unless you had the extreme upgrade. So if you made a, for, for example, a local fire department scan list and then a countywide fire department scan list, you couldn't toggle them both off and on together right? You could only do one or the other. So if you wanted to do a local and a countywide, you'd actually make a third favorites list and call that one local plus countywide and then toggle that one on. That was the workaround. But the Home Patrol Extreme Upgrade was a really nice feature as well. Again, these are all scanners that are less than $300. All right. What if you've got some time on your hands and you want to get into it really deep and dirty and you've got a weekend to spend on it? Well, you can also check out our free software-defined radio course. We will show you how to use a $30 USB stick and using free software, how to set it up to monitor a DMR system. We'll allow you to look at a trunk system. And if you're good on your own, you can actually use that software and upgrade it and start monitoring a P25 system for about another $30. But if you need someone to hold your hand, our paid SDR course We'll go through this. We'll show you how to set up the dongles, how to set up DST Plus so you can monitor a P25 trunk system for less than $100. Again, you're going to need a computer for this. So it's not as easy as it is just turning on a scanner, but it might be easier than programming up one of these newer scanners anyway. So the courses are available at courses.scannerschool.com, and I strongly recommend checking them out. All right, so how did we do? What do you think about this podcast episode? What do you think of the scanners that I reviewed here that are less than $300 that you can get into P25 on a budget? Let me know if you have any suggestions or any feedback or any reviews of your own that you may want to include in the session notes here because I'll include your feedback as there as well. Go to scannerschool.com slash session 184. Leave me a comment and your review will be part of the notes 
for this podcast episode. Again, you can leave me your feedback as well over at Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram. Again, just go to scannerschool.com and all of our links are there as well. Again, if you know somebody who is looking for a budget-friendly P25 scanner, share this podcast with them, please. Again, this is how we help more people by having you share the podcast with people that you know. So again, help us help more people with the Scanner Radio Hobby. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast player. Also on YouTube, we share the podcast there as well. So you can subscribe to us over at podcast and ring the bell so you know when a new podcast episode drops. And also on our weekly newsletter, go to scannerschool.com and click on the newsletter button to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you all next week. My name is Phil Lichtenberger and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.